0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Going Slam. This bugs for you. Mizzou. And there he goes. How about number six? You don't get no better than that, man. the game,
1: Shane Ray, and look at what he just did! Sam! Touchdown, Missouri!
0: This is the cast.: Howdy, Tiger fans. Welcome to the cast. I'm your host, Brennan Anthony. With me, as always, is Will Muschamp's pubic hair groomer, Colin Anthony, what's up, Dum Dums? Not with us today is Brian Goers, who came down with a mean case of mumps from drinking out of a campus toilet. <laughs> yeah, well, and he said he had a a drink good, somewhere. He had a good run for a while. He did. He was several, healthy there
1: for two, three weeks in a row. Several
0: weeks in a row. Can't seem to. Can't say that I enjoyed his presence. No. But, uh, sad to hear that he's back on the on the ailment train. Yeah.
1: Well, so man.
0: speaking of uh, people who aren't feeling so well, the Missouri Tigers played another game of football this weekend and unfortunately they did went to south carolina and as is no surprise to anyone in this season they uh they lost the game 31 to 21 31 to 21 it was a game where we saw glimmers of a decent team but i think a lot of that had to do with the fact that we were
1: playing south carolina who is really high garbage ah, Gar- 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 well i i'll say this I saw more tonight that made me feel positive than I have in several weeks. Mm-hmm. And we lost the game, and we did some boneheaded things, and we'll talk about those things. But the defense played better despite giving up gobs of yards. Mm-hmm. They didn't miss as many tackles. They put pressure on the quarterback, uh, which is not a surprise since Odom finally acquiesced and went
0: mm-hmm. back to the old system. It was clear that the old system was in place. Yeah, I
1: mean, obviously we have problems beyond uh, this. the uh, – the scheme, because the defense was not lights out tonight, mm-hmm. but it was markedly better. Yeah. and Well, you wonder what the scheme would look like if we had a healthy defense. Well, and you wonder what the season would look like if we just would have done this from the beginning. That's what I'm saying. The defense played better. The offense moved the ball well at times. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if...
0: Uh, Not consistently enough. No, but no. Yes. But
1: if, if if Mizzou fans can take any positive from this game, it's that there were positives. And most of those positives came at the hands of young football players.
0: Right. That's a good point.
1: So on offense, for instance, Blanton, obviously, as a tight end, is being involved more. Uh, Mason had a nasty fumble tonight, but he's obviously becoming a favorite target of Drew Locke. And he's a freshman. Mm-hmm. The linebacking core... Sands Newsom is young, and that, is it Beeson? What am I? Bysel. Bysel. Bysel looks good. Yeah. Bysel either had a really good game tonight, or he's a better football player than Michael Shear. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't want to disparage Michael Shear necessarily, but it clearly looks like Michael Shear probably, if, if Bison. what the fuck is this guy's name? Bysel. Bysel. Incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> Incorrect. If Bysel is what he showed tonight... Then he was obviously, you know, Sheer was obviously playing over him because Sheer is a good player, but he's a senior, right? Because Baisel is faster. He was in the backfield. He's much more active, and maybe part of that too is Baisel benefits from getting to go back to the old system. And mm-hmm. Sheer was stuck yeah. in the old Devonte Cross shit defense. So either way, the football is brown. <laughs> we play that for Devonte Cross now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, that's great. I love it. Anyway. You know, Drew Locke's still a sophomore, though. He did not have a good game, in my opinion, and nope. has not had a good game for a long time. Obviously, we all know Crockett is young and uh, looks great. There are things to be be happy about. There are things to be positive about. The story of this game, to me, is two missed field goals mm-hmm. and three turnovers. Sure. And this is a 10-point loss.
0: That's correct. And easily four-point loss if you add... Six points to the board,
1: and then you you take a couple of those turnovers away, and, mm-hmm. which you can't do, right? But this team is not—at least tonight—I looked at this team and thought we're not the fucking length from here to the sun away, right? You know what I mean? We're we're closer than than we have looked the last couple of weeks for sure.
0: It was a road game, and granted, it's South Carolina, but it's the same South Carolina team that just beat Tennessee last sure. weekend, and. Yes, I agree. I mean, we're 2-7, and which is awful. We're on pace to be one of the worst teams in 20 years. If this defense
1: shows up against Middle Tennessee, we win that game.
0: Yeah, that's absolutely right. I I agree. The things that look good to me were the fact that we do have some youth that looks like they have some high potential. You mentioned Blanton. That stuck out to me because the tight ends haven't been particularly used. You mentioned before the show – they pulled Culkin on one of the scoring drives to put Blanton in. They didn't Blankin actually pull him.
1: He was on the on the field, but he was the blocking tight end. Right.
0: Okay, so but but the, the play was clearly designed for Blanton.
1: Blanton. as opposed to Culkin.
0: And Blanton has looked good. And, and Culkin hasn't looked terrible.
1: No, but and, I think that play required size and athleticism. Mm-hmm.
0: And speed. And speed. Because you had to get to the outside. That you're,
1: you're not going to get with Culkin, so mm-hmm. they go to Blanton on that. And and Blanton's proven this season. I think it was his third receiving touchdown. Yes. He's, he's not only had good plays he's had acrobatic plays mm-hmm. and he i don't remember seeing blanton drop a lot of passes which was something that colkin was guilty of
0: prior yeah prior seasons. Past. yeah yeah and colkins had i mentioned earlier too colkin has his hands have gotten a lot better when he does catch a ball he's become a reliable receiver yards after the carry. Yeah, they ran him up the seam Did twice the this
1: week you know and he had over 40 yards in receiving on two catches just with that little mm-hmm. up
0: great play yeah.
1: action pass right up the seam middle of the field which i know mizzou fans will love to see because never know, happens the, you know whether it was Last year with Josh Henson. The football is brown! Or this year with Heupel. The middle of the field seems to be no off man. limits for some reason. Yeah,
0: yeah. I do think, I mean, part of it is when Drew Locke was bad, he's been misthr- He's For a guy who's got a strong arm and his been known to be accurate he's been overthrowing a lot of players he's just some bad and bad communication with the receivers and i don't know mm-hmm. who exactly that goes to but there were a lot of plays where it was clear that they know, were on the
1: different page they were sure. on a different
0: page yeah yeah next year we've got crockett as a sophomore and he looks like a goddamn beast mm-hmm. we got bland who looks like a very sturdy tight end which the is offensive really,
1: line looks good and looked mm-hmm. good tonight better tonight one because drew lock was not under tons of pressure though he was sacked but the last couple of games, the running games got going. Right. And it, it This line, you could say, was pass protecting mm-hmm. since the beginning of the season. Right. Although, but is now started to kind of show some will and force in the running game, which is positive. So, And the line is almost completely young kids.
0: Yes. So, well, and, and you mentioned the linebackers, and, and even though they've kind of had to go in by necessity due to injuries, there's not a market drop-off. Well, I think Hilton, Hilton's a sophomore, yeah. you know, and he's yeah. a
1: good safety. Like I said, they're... This team is young. The coaching staff is young. I think I'm probably surprising a lot of listeners. Your I'm positivity. almost positive after this game. I mean, well, it's sad I, to lose South a, Carolina and be yeah. positive.
0: About well, it. we're at a point now where when You're just we lose, to the future. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, when we lose, it's not like we're it's ripping our guts out. We almost expect it. Sure, and yeah, it's totally that this season's written off, absolutely written off, and so we are looking to the future now. Turning the page to look at some of the problems and there were plenty. You got another young player in McCann, Tucker McCann, our place kicker, Jesus who Christ. you know supposed to be one of the star recruits, like a five star kicker. And he's had problems early on, but he seemed to have it together, and then he missed another field goal this week, and he just he
1: Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that, unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time.
0: So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you.
1: I could stay here forever.
0: Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire?
1: You need Indeed. He's unreliable. Yes, and, he is. And and they brought in this kid from Kickapoo in Springfield to kick after Tucker McCann shit down both legs, and he misses a fucking field goal. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, good God, how hard is it to
0: fucking recruit a kicker? It just re- it does remind me of the dark days when Mizzou had bad teams and we couldn't do anything right. And our special teams was terrible. It's the same kind I of thing. I want to know if
1: Kathy Ireland has any more years of eligibility.
0: Yes. Oh, for from necessary roughness. Yeah, foot, meat, ball.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But sure. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy <laughs> Ireland might be able to make some field goals for this team. It couldn't be a drop-off
0: from what we've got right now. Good God, um, no. Drew Locke, obviously, we said he had a bad game. The problem with Drew Locke right now is I think early Locks on... yeah, in. Yeah. When... when we had high, high, unrealistically high hopes for Drew Locke early on in his career. Yeah, the I honeymoon's think, over. Oh, shit, yeah, it is. But, I mean, I think what we were thinking in our minds, fantasizing about what was like 60-yard bombs where he dropped it in their bread basket and our receivers had three steps on the cornerback.
1: We also fantasized about his abdominal muscles, or at least I did.
0: Oh, yeah, I think that might just be you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But while he's got that strong arm, he, the big problem, I think, is that he has narrow field vision. Uh, they get brings it up all the whether, time. On play. Whether
1: it's him looking at one half the field or by design on Heupel's offense, he is only looking at one half the field. They showed you in a replay when he threw the bad interception when he's trying to hit Mason in the end zone badly underthrown. Which fuck the announcer for that game? He blamed Mason for that for <laughs> not no. coming back and defending yeah. the pass. But anyway, badly underthrown and Mason didn't play defense like the announcers wanted him to. <laughs> they showed on the other half of the field um, that uh, Jamon Moore. Moore made a little double move and just was fucking wide open.
0: Yeah, And, and we've a seen little... that
1: too much from Locke. And there's mm-hmm. too many of these replays you see a guy wide open somewhere else, and he just looking at one half of the field. He also has a tendency to lock in on who he's going to throw to. And All I right, think that early. might be as much as – I don't remember him doing that early on. I think that's I become either. a product of just not being confident mm-hmm. and trying to get the ball out fast and just – yeah, the kid is lost confidence. I think it's pretty apparent he's not yeah. doesn't have, as Jesse Palmer would say, oh, a swagger. His <laughs> swagger is missing right now.
0: Ugh. I will say that Jamon Moore threw a little hissy fit like a child after he didn't get the ball in that mm-hmm. play, yeah. um, which he's apt to do. Jamon Moore cannot control his emotions or his hands yeah. uh, half the time, so that was bad. The running game looked good. They didn't run at all like in the first quarter, and then they. They really ran well from mm-hmm. that point forward. Even Ishwitter got big yards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They they didn't. Sc- they scored early in the third quarter, and then the offense absolutely died. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that, those were the big the big issues. I think Locke
1: was a big part of it, and that's a yeah, problem. The interceptions were off. Two of those interceptions were just bad fucking throws. Yeah. A couple of balls that shouldn't have been thrown. Period. Mm-hmm. I hate the fumble, but it's forgivable it's not like he's done it a lot i mean yeah it is i mean but how many
0: times have we seen this year where missouri just loses a football on a key spot a lot of like receptions they gain 15 yards after the after the catch and then they cough at the football my thought process when i was watching this game early on was that this missouri team in 2016 never misses an opportunity to miss an opportunity, yes. That's, they, yeah. If if there's ever a chance where they can turn the page, make a little headway, they absolutely shit. down If you're expecting legs.
1: them to disappoint you, they will never disappoint you in that <laughs> that department because they are going to disappoint you.
0: Yeah, and and it's just this season that's what they are. It's almost like they're afraid of success. You know, they, they I, show. It's like me playing golf,
1: <laughs> and I saw on Twitter a lot of people getting being very hard on the secondary. Mm-hmm. And listen, the secondary gave up too many plays, but. South Carolina's wide receivers were not wide open I mean we the, our defenders were there wide their wide receivers just went up and took the ball away they mm-hmm. fought for the ball those 50 50 balls South Carolina's wide receivers were either really good I think they are really good and and I think I think our secondary is pretty decent i mm-hmm. they just they just won those battles and yeah. they won them consistently tonight that's um you know unfortunate but at the same time it's not like you had guys blowing coverage and people running free down the field I mean Pin got burned a couple times tonight. I mean honestly burned I mean he just he was there. it just yeah. the guy made a great play Gives their receivers made plays on the ball in the air with their hands in a way that our wide receivers never ever do and yeah. It was like, man, I wish I could see a, a one of our wide receivers go up in a battle with a defensive back, grab that ball with two hands, and take it down. You know we never see that our wide receivers are either open or dropping balls, and it and I, I think th- some
0: of the frustration from that had to do with the fact that while the defense has been pretty terrible this year the our secondary has not been really the yeah. problem it's and been this a week line. yeah and this week is kind of a it reversal cuz yeah. the
1: d line started to get a little pressure and mm-hmm. but it's we um, can't put
0: everything together in one game that's no. what's so fucking frustrating the we, offense the, have a good know, game stupid
1: penalties game. stupid turnovers i mean they're just there are portions of these games where we look like a very competent football team, and then we do these stupid—they're not disciplined. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately for Barry Odom, I feel like that yeah, lack coach, of discipline, yeah. that lack of finishing a game, playing a game, start to finish, is is coaching. Mm-hmm. And I'm not catching my Garrett chips on— Garrett getting
0: kicked out of the game early on for mm-hmm. a sort of questionable targeting call, but it's just another discipline issue.
1: I'm not— Cashing in my chips on Odom because I really feel like he's got an opportunity to get it righted. You know, he's I feel like he's figuring things out as he goes. One of the things I watch Odom on the sidelines, I don't think he knows what he wants to be yet as a coach. Like cause you see him on the sidelines and the motherfucker is fiery. Something mm-hmm. goes right, he's pumping his fist, he's yeah. But when the guys fuck up or something goes wrong, he goes over there and he strokes their hair and he tells them everything's going to be good and they're all right and you shake it off and he rubs Vaseline on their hiney and tells them it's special and different from everyone else's. Mm-hmm. And its I don't think that's actually who he is. Mm-hmm. I think as he becomes more confident as a coach and who he is, he's going to be more the type of guy that grabs a guy by the face mask and says, pull your head out of your ass. Let's go get this fall game. Instead of going, mm, you're, you're, you're mm-hmm. special. Yeah. You're a special person and I love you no matter what you do.
0: I, well, I think he came on as the player's coach. I mean, you saw the video when he was announced and the players went wild for Yeah, him. yeah, yeah. And as an assistant coach, you can be that guy. Mm-hmm. And I think you're right. I think that he's he's trying to figure out how much TLC to give those guys. As
1: the seniors move out and the young players come in, I think you're going to see a, a tougher Odom, which is going to equal more discipline on this football team oh i think that's my hope
0: think that, i think that's right i think the seniors still look at him as good old good time barry the second <laughs> good defensive. time and barry yeah you know crack 12 of pack stag. of
1: stag and a yeah. and a friday night
0: uh-huh a tailgate a little tornado chasing yeah a little hit the gravel roads mm-hmm. but fuck some bitches yeah <laughs> you know barry you know how barry does it that's how he do and uh, <laughs> as he's bringing his own players on they're gonna see him as their head coach and i think it'll be a little, little different. But, uh, God, it is is rough. I'm not ready well, you, to go full Kim Anderson on him. Yet.
1: No, 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 no. But aside from the, the missing the field goals, we kicked the fucking ball out of bounds on kickoffs twice, too, uh-huh, for the stupid which, penalty. Which is new. That is new. We haven't done that. But that's what I'm saying. It's like it's just every – just when you think they can't fuck something up more, it's just like, oh, hey, wait – Wait,
0: yeah, we'll we can catch you.
1: <laughs> We we won't disappoint you in disappointing. We will yeah. kick it out not once but twice and giving them better field position.
0: Th- there are a lot of points this season where I'm not through cussing about the last fuck up when we get another fuck yeah. up. Like I can't process all the fuck ups they come so fast and furious.
1: Yeah, I i one one of the things I noticed at least in the first half more pressure. The, the defensive scheme that we used to run that we were running tonight is obviously a more effective scheme, but. That being said, late in the game, our defense once again looked gassed. Mm-hmm. It looked worn out and they just couldn't get anybody off the field. And I again I, I I'm happy that Odom has made this change. He's he's done something that Gary Pinkle never ever would have done. Mm-hmm. He has
0: go two and seven.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, probably. Burn. But yeah, burn. But no, you know, see that the defense isn't working and just completely go backtrack mm-hmm. make a decision to do something different now we need to take that to the offensive side because we're still running the full throttle all the time offense and i think by the end of the game while the defense was playing better they're not equipped no defense is equipped to play this much football in any given night
0: well you know another problem with the tempo offense that we haven't really talked about i don't think is that we, everybody talks about the 45 second possessions that, mm-hmm. that gas out our defense. But I also think when you run this offense, the coaches don't have a lot of time for play calling. Mm-mm. Sometimes plays, you need to give it a think before, yeah. you know, like there's situational times where a certain type of play might be required. And if you're trying to get a pass off every 10 seconds, you don't have enough time to develop it. Yeah, they and talk wh- about
1: what and they want to. They want to be somewhere under like 17 seconds per play. Right. And it's like, why are we worried about that stat? Yeah. Why is that even – like, who gives a fuck about how quickly you can get it off? It, that, that doesn't equal points. You know what no. I mean? You don't get extra points for, like, you guys ran a really fast offense tonight. We're going to award you three extra points for that. It doesn't uh-huh. work that way. So why the fuck are we worried about
0: it? Well, I think the where that really manifests itself is not the 45-second three and outs because that either happens or it doesn't happen. It's the, it's the drives where we go 40 yards fast and look good. And then we immediately stall out You know, we get, a, we get a second and eight or a third and six And we, we just fucking stall these drives And end up having to punt Or go for fourth and three Because we don't trust our kicker Or something like that And it's because if we were a little more meditative About what our next play would be We might call something that was more
1: effective Well, after one of our turnovers tonight, for instance South Carolina marched 92 yards And scored a touchdown mm-hmm. So you think, man, that is tough on a defense to fucking have it jammed down their throat for 92 yards. Mm-hmm. They're gassed. We come out, and we just go pedal the metal. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, after a drive like that, what would be the harm in huddling up? Yeah. You know, and making a drive last two minutes versus 40 seconds, or three minutes, God forbid. You know what I mean? like, And I just, I'm, I'm okay with the tempo offense. I'm okay with picking it up, but it's something you turn on and off. You know what I mean? You don't have to do it all the time. And so I'm hoping that the coaches sit down and watch this game take and say, hey, the defense improved, but they looked tired towards the end of the game. You know, Coach Heupel, let's talk about maybe dialing it back just a little bit. Well, we don't have to run 100 plays a game.
0: I think the reason for the tempo offense is twofold. One, you give your offensive linemen who are young a bit of a, a break because if the quarterback's getting rid of the ball fast, you don't have to hold your blocks nearly as long. And we sure. definitely needed sure. that when we had a young offensive line and poor offensive line play last year the second part is you're supposed to keep the defense on their toes and get keep them confused and that part I don't think we've done at all everyone we played have has one, we did that. get
1: one penalty this 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 game for 12 men on the field yeah. they did it so is that this whole it? offense <laughs> it, you know we got one penalty called so right. i hope it, i hope that 5 yard uh, penalty for 12 men on the field I mean, I feel like that was integral, yeah. Cole, in us when you're losing this game.
0: So what my point is is that there's twofold. One is to, to help the offensive line who's young and needs a little help. Two, it's to confuse and perplex the defense. So the second part has not been effective all year long. The first part with the offensive line, I think those guys have their footing now. They know what they're doing. They're improved. They don't necessarily need to run the tempo offense to protect the quarterback. I think they can do that on their own merit so, to some degree and therefore the tempo offense isn't as necessary. At, the,
1: at this point I don't see the tempo offense doing anything positive for us. It I feel like it only hurts us, it doesn't help us. It doesn't always hurt us, but it does hurt us at times mm-hmm. and it never seems to help us unless right. you count the one 12 man on the field penalty we got tonight. And is right. that like again, is that worth it? Is it worth it to have a defense that is obviously exhausted by every end of every game out there trying to stop people. It's just my hope was from this offense that there would be a
0: couple of times where we just run a bunch of fly patterns and guys would be wide open because the secondary hadn't had time to line up and pick a man or get their coverage. Right. But that hasn't happened all year long. No.
1: And at this point, who knows if I don't have the the confidence in Locke to know he's going to hit that pass. I agree. I agree. I mean, Locke to me, like I said, the honeymoon's over. I mean, and I was a big a lock. I love block with really with no right. evidence to support it. Other, no, than I saw this.
0: the life size poster in your room. <laughs>
1: yeah, I got I got the big head anyway. Mm-hmm. So at this point, he's one of the did biggest it come issues. Come with on this the heart
0: stickers on it, or did you put those on? No, I did those. Okay, um,
1: well, go on. anyway, those are actually painted on mm-hmm. with my own blood. Anyway. <laughs> um, you know, he looks bad. I mean, he's missing open receivers. I mean, there was obvious play. There was a drag route to Culkin early in the game on one of our first series that he threw a fucking 90-mile-per-hour fastball at mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. And it was too high, and it's just he's missed passes badly under through one of his interceptions. Another one was just a bad throw, bad decision. He gives up sacks. He's really got to improve his play, and this is not appeal to bring Xanders on the field more because I don't think Xanders is an answer.
0: Well, neither do the uh, coaches,
1: coaches, obviously. Well, and I'm not ready to give up on Drew Locke yet either. Like I said, he is still young, and you can obviously see the talent, but he needs to step it up Mm -hmm. because he's as, as big a part of the problem as anybody and last year, you didn't hear me say that because he was absolutely running for his goddamn life at all times. But Correct. he does not have that excuse anymore. Mm-hmm. They're running this tempo office, offense, as you said, to almost to help protect him. He's got a line that has pretty much kept him upright for the most part. So, you know, the fucking excuses are over, kid. You know, start slinging the ball.
0: So we lost by 10 to South Carolina on the road. Next week's Vanderbilt, we who looked—
1: Will Muschamp. Whoa,
0: fuck. So we got Vanderbilt, who— Held their almost own.
1: Beat, almost beat Auburn today,
0: right? Number, not ninth-ranked no. Auburn, correct? So, I mean, things don't look good. I don't. I don't expect to win the rest of the season. I, and at this point, when we were praising Brian for picking four wins, mm-hmm. you know, after shitting on him for that call, uh, it looks optimistic now. You know
1: who we were shitting on? There was a, there was one of those SEC talking head national guys who picked Mizzou to go zero and eight in the SEC, if you recall, and everybody was calling it a freezing cold take or whatever. Blah yeah. blah blah. Because they know that's not going to happen. It's looking like pretty good money at this point.
0: That's one of the more aggravating things about being this bad is it proves those dickheads correct.
1: Well, when we when we tied the game at twenty one twenty one and kind of had some momentum, I thought I think we might win this game. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! If our defense can oh, put, put pressure on, we might win this game. And th- I thought the same thing after that scoring drive. I thought, oh, we need to stop or two. I know mm-hmm. I don't see us slowing down anymore. well and like i said the defense was putting on a little pressure and you thought hey these guys aren't going to keep making you know circus acrobatic catches all game at south carolina they're mm-hmm. not going to keep doing this but god damn it they keep did and they had this freshman quarterback who's like 19 was literally yeah well he was particularly young he's supposed to be a senior in high school or something right now they talked about it the broadcast mm-hmm. who gives a fuck his nuts haven't dropped yet is the point but it's like he's not going to play this well the entire game <laughs> right you know what i mean i the same with the kid from georgia uh, their quarterback, but it's like he's not—he's going to make a freshman mistake. He's going to throw an interception, or he's going to take a bad sack. Something's going to happen here, and it never happened. Mm-hmm. Their receivers kept making great catches. He kept making great plays, and um, we lost.
0: With that note, let's uh, let's go to break and come back with a little Kansas news. This is the cast.
1: Now back to the Chloe Kardashian of podcasts,
0: the Mazadcast. I
1: heard there were three kinds of suns in Kansas: sunshine, sunflowers, and sons of bitches.
0: This is Kansas news. It is time for Kansas news, so let's hit our first story study came out this week, Colin. Kansas economic numbers are the worst in America. Wow, shocking. Of late, the Kansas economy has gone from bad to worse. Worst in the country, as a matter of fact. According to the Los Angeles Times, the Federal Reserve Bank of Philadelphia recently released its monthly survey of economic indicators for all 50 states. The survey combined numbers of metrics, including non-farm payroll employment, Average hours worked in manufacturing by production workers, unemployment rate, and inflation-adjusted wages and salaries. During the period, from July through September, Kansas showed a decline over 1%. That ranks Kansas dead last in America. The situation in Kansas has been a consistent embarrassment to Governor Sam Brownback and his fellow Republicans in Topeka. In fact, in August 2015, the Brownback administration stopped publishing a semi-annual report of the state's economy. Members of the public now have to make a special request if they want to see that document.
1: Towards the end, it was just human shit smeared on a piece of typeset paper. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, so.
0: Yeah, before it was pieces of shit on a typeset piece of paper, but sent out to the public. Mm hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, that's why they elected Governor Brownback twice. Mm hmm. Yeah. Because he Cause did such like- a super job.
0: Mm hmm. Kansas knows what's good for him. Two Kansas high school girls reportedly dressed as rape victims for Halloween. So they just dressed as themselves? They didn't wear a mm. costume at all? Uh, while the internet has long been calling out racially offensive Halloween costumes, social media is now also shaming two high school students in Kansas who reportedly dressed as rape victims. Thank God Halloween. for social media to put us all in our place. That's right. All these all these heroes, heroes telling us what we should and shouldn't do. An image circulated on Twitter of two teen girls wearing shoddy white t-shirts with blood stains and ripped holes with a word on it that said, rape victims. The image was captured on Twitter by, at Vintage Zion, a screenshot of one of the girls' Snapchat stories. The caption read, rape victims. The girls in the photo did not respond to the request for comment before publication. After the publication, one of the parents went online to contradict the claim that the girls were dressed as rape victims, which is interesting because it said on their post, rape victims.
1: Mm-hmm. It's a tough sell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she made quite the case. but uh, yeah. Well, if they're going to go to Kansas University, Perhaps they'll get to not just don't, be don't, you know don't. <laughs>
0: All right. right. moving on. moving on. Yeah, let's just uh, let's just shame them for their stupid All <laughs> right. Let's do that. Let's just let's do that. Let's rip right, right along. The allure of leaving Kansas. This is a New York Times
1: story about. I feel it every time I mm-hmm. happen to have to go into that state. Yeah, I hope it's not. It's often. like a magnetic pull. <laughs> uh,
0: a few years ago, Te Tai Gary and her mother made a pact. After Te Tai finished the Topeka High School she attended, her mother would move out of Kansas, and Te Tai would consider leaving the state to go to college. She feels like Topeka is not a good place for people who have dreams. She is right. (laughs) She is indeed. If you have dreams, do not go to Kansas. It is where they die. Go where your heart is. There are 49 (laughs) other states. Why would I stay in this one?
1: Yeah, unless you have a dream of working at a prairie dog meat rendering plant, there's Mm -hmm. really not much else. Tai sounds like a really smart Kansan,
0: actually. I I do feel for her. That's why she has a compulsion to leave. Mm -hmm. The deadline is approaching, and Tai, 17, a senior, is one of the few students in the college prep program uh, who wants Chalk. to go? To- <laughs> Not much seems to intimidate her. She is tall and full-bodied. She wears her hair swept up, and da da I don't give a shit. Does about that, that make a difference? Uh, it's just a puff piece about how great she is. Although I do agree that she is great for wanting to leave fucking Kansas. Tell us more about her measurements. <laughs> Tata says she wants to be an OBGYN partly so she can help young women understand their bodies, I and definitely- partly
1: so she can look at beef all day. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> <laughs> sorry Uh, keep interrupting (laughs) (laughs) going down a path
0: oh i definitely think that women are so much stronger than they know says the young brave Mm taytai
1: yeah
0: so anyway such is the story of a young woman it goes on to the story goes on to well in way too much depth about four more kansas students who desperately want to leave Mm -hmm. after graduating yeah I would argue, I I would advocate that they leave now. Just drop their studies and get out now. I mean, really, if you have a high school diploma from Kansas, is it any better than being a high school dropout from Kansas?
1: (laughs) No, they both carry the same amount of of grandeur.
0: Mm. Our final story for the day. It's about the Kansas football program, Colin. Huzzah. They played number 20 West Virginia, an old foe that we remember well. Mm -hmm. We, uh, We did lose to West Virginia, but we... You know, that was still at a time where we thought, "We eh, maybe we'll come back. We mm-hmm. can play them two points." West Virginia
1: has, up to this point, had a wonderful season until oh, last yeah. week.
0: Yeah, absolutely. They're seven and one on the season, and they're one of the top teams in the Big Twelve. But Kansas, unfortunately, lost to West Virginia forty-eight to twenty-one. Durat. and I'll say some of those points came in garbage time minutes in the fourth quarter. They scored 21 second half points, but when you give up a big fat 48 points, a lot of nothing that does.
1: Yeah, uh, we, they really need to keep Kansas off the winning track the rest of the season because I don't know that we're gonna gonna get there again. And if Kansas matches our win total this year, like I said, it will be a
0: pretty depressing state um, of affairs. Yeah, yeah. Kansas is currently sitting at one and eight with their big win at Rhode Island, uh, mm-hmm. the opening the season, and they are now zero and six in a pretty shitty Big Twelve. Yeah. Tough times for the old Jayhawks, uh, but they always are. Yeah. I mean, until basketball season comes around, until then. Uh, That'll do it for Kansas News. As long as we're talking about bad football, Colin, I guess we might as well dig into Twitter to talk about the uh, angry tweets that Mizzou fans had this week. Let's all
1: commiserate with one another. All right, so let's read some angry tweets.
0: I don't know what we're yelling
1: about! Yay, angry tweets. All right, let's start off with at SLKC, Scott Kluse. He writes, more people care about Jill Stein than care about Missouri football. It sucks all the way around. I, That's somewhat clever for yeah, our Twitter. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jill Stein uh, all running for president for those that mm-hmm. don't know.
0: Pulling it 000.00% <laughs> right now, I think. <laughs> yep. Yep.
1: She's uh she's an outside chance. <laughs> That's uh, right. Yeah. Joe at JD eighty-nine writes, This Mizzou team fucking sucks.
0: Mm. I like that. So that's just straightforward, to the point, get it out of the system. There's not
1: much much to this tweet, but I feel like it's relevant.
0: Sometimes better than the analysis you get on the football games, certainly from the D squad of the SEC network that we've been getting.
1: Yep, yep, yep. Um, Mizzou Sports writes, and this is at Mizzou Sports with a Z, Mm -hmm. Basketball season can't come soon enough. Now I pulled this one because I Mm -hmm. thought they're so disappointed in our football team that they're putting their hope... And the basketball's going to be better basket, Brennan. Whoa. That is a dangerous basket to be putting your hopes in. There's
0: a lot of holes in that basket.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: this is the basketball team who had its first exhibition game last night and barely beat Central Missouri University.
1: Yep. so uh, they're cool. they Cool your jets. I may be able to root for wrestling season to start again <laughs> before you start looking to basketball to... Yeah. To soothe those wounds. I've been
0: seeing a lot of basketball tweets of late, and I just think, I just don't have the optimism that a lot of, I, I'm in, I envy them in a lot of ways, that mm-hmm. they're looking forward to basketball yeah,
1: season. <laughs> I am not. Yeah. Spurs up at We Are Cocky. So this is a mm-hmm. South Carolina fan. LOL, Mizzou Kickers suck.
0: Mm. That's and great again, analysis. I cannot again. argue
1: with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's uh, very, very true. He obviously watched the game. Mm-hmm. Good for him. Good for you. TPC Mo. Uh, wrote Not TJ Moe? Oh, no. I wish Odom was at Memphis and Coach Cool was still at Mizzou. I don't know who the head coach would be, but we'd be better off. This is so stupid and sucks.
0: Mm. Well, you can wish in one hand and shit in the other. And see see gonna goes faster.
1: Or, yeah, as the Rockies trainer would tell you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mickey. Anyway, uh, so, yeah. <laughs> so
0: that timely
1: reference. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know, honestly, with Coach Cool's here under any... Circumstance. I don't know if they who they hire. That's the thing. I mean, remember,
0: yeah, I mean, yes, Kuligowski was a great line coach, but it, it ain't happening. It didn't happen. So get along with little doggies.
1: All right, Chris Kern writes, "What a sack of sad shit."
0: <laughs> Is there ever like a happy sack of shit? I don't
1: know. Lost to fucking Will Muschamp. Well, I agree with that sentiment. Yeah, indeed, Chris. These are right. some Larry Smith type games.
0: Mm, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. that's true too.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's. I think we mentioned we talked at the break, Brennan. That uh, the disappointment here is really that I thought the days of Mizzou having two or three win seasons were behind us. Like our low point, like our program had reached a point where our low bar was going to be five or six wins, fighting for a bowl game. Right. And our and the upside was like we're going to jump up and compete for the SEC once in a while.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I didn't. I thought the days of two and three wins were over, and I think that's how most Mizzou fans felt. And so. This that's part of the huge disappointment here. It's just like I didn't think we could fall this far again. I thought wrong. Yeah, and I so did seven, this young man. I thought seven wins were
0: on the table at yep. the beginning of this year. Aren't I a fool?
1: Yeah, I I said six. Mm-hmm. You know, three three cupcake games, and then you've got your oh, cupcakes, Middle Tennessee. You know, three cupcake games plus South Carolina, Vandy, and Kentucky. That's incorrect. six wins. It's you know conceivable. Mm-hmm. I would have thought. Yeah, one more You know, thing. I thought that was a reasonable expectation. Incorrect. Yes, I was incorrect. All right. At True Mizzou tweeted, "At least we won the coin toss." <laughs> now I like that. That's a glass half full, right there. Yes, it
0: is. I agree with that wholeheartedly.
1: Yeah, I, I like. I, you know, we don't go for the Pollyanna tweets here. Mm-hmm. We were really optimistic
0: in our midweek show, but uh, uh, yeah, the coin toss. A,
1: yeah, great. Mm-hmm. All right. At Josh Lee wrote, and by the way, this is a Gamecocks fan. M I Z Z O who question mark?
0: good one, jackass. Go Cox, Spurs up
1: hmm Yeah. Who? Yeah. He's yeah. clever. He's a clever fellow. Your mascot's a fucking chicken. Move <laughs> along. Yeah. It's shocking to me that they're so proud that cock is in their name. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, teach their own, I suppose. Impotent. At My Fowler writes, this is in reference, I should say, to after the game, Will Muschamp and Barry Odom enjoyed a long hug, borderline homoerotic, Passionate. where uh, Will Muschamp, Obviously had a lot of words of encouragement for Coach Odom. No one knows exactly what was said, but it was obviously Mm -hmm. a nice moment. In reference to that, Mike Fowler says, advice from one loser head coach to the worst head coach in football. Nice. The question
0: is, which one's the worst coach and which one's the loser?
1: Well, it's obviously Will Muschamp's the one giving advice. So Mm -hmm. advice from one loser head coach. He is a loser head coach. I agree Mm -hmm. with that wholeheartedly. Mm -hmm. To the worst football coach ever. And ever you know, well, so I mean,
0: just, he. I, I will say this: and Barry Odom
1: taking a bad rap from this fellow.
0: I'll say this, and I support Barry Odom. I still do. I have coached Missouri to the same number of SEC victories <laughs> as <laughs> Coach Barry Odom. Has, yes, yeah. yes, that is a that is a
1: statistic. That is true. Congratulations, Brendan. Mm-hmm. All right, at Naptown writes. Would somebody get this two and seven football team to their safe space?
0: No, there I go. Yeah, that spurs How long, up. How long before the safe space jokes are over?
1: And uh, one guy retried to this: I'm "If they play at Baylor, would they? Would, would the snowflakes leave the locker room?" Yeah, I'm even not one. sure what that. That's
0: I mean. just another one of those Mizzou's delicate, yeah, protest
1: jokes. I am delicate, but not mm-hmm. not because of that stuff. Yeah, I feel triggered. Yeah, <laughs> trigger warning. At Dustin Hodges writes. Gamecocks cover over 110th ranked at Mizzou football. Thanks, Drew Locke, for sealing it that by showing up. Easiest money I ever made. Mm. So he's thankful for Drew Locke throwing an interception late to seal the the, co- the game cover for his gambling mm-hmm. addiction. I can only measure. Let's all turn him in. Yeah. Gambling's he's illegal, gam- folks. He's illegal. If you know uh, Dustin Hodges, mm-hmm. please uh, report him to the authorities. Mm hmm. Fuck that guy.
0: Yeah, I think the easiest money he ever made was the back alley cocksuckings he's given. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I really this enjoyed state. this one,
1: Brendan. Uh, Mike Thompson uh, tweeted, at Mizzou football, and elsewhere, Middle Tennessee State loses at home to San Antonio, 45-25. to <laughs> So he's just going to throw that out there for all the Mizzou fans out there. Yeah, it hurts a little. It hurts a Texas, little. Texas-San Antonio uh, beat them 45-25. to 25. I didn't know that there was a school by that name. Mm-hmm. But... Wow. Uh,
0: now we do and uh, apparently they would be better at football than us they would
1: yeah they would beat missouri mm-hmm. so that scandal. was it that was it i ended on that one yeah so, i know, don't these usually make me feel better they don't today no no, i enjoy reading them though <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it there feels are some good, good ones. it feels good to uh, get together and agree that we can all hate the product on the field you usually give me one or two of those like you can do it boys keep your heads up I really didn't see any of those. Yeah. Little poly, not much Pollyanna out there. I think Well, two wins, mm-hmm. losing South Carolina, Will Muschamp, that's enough that to to drive off even the strongest Pollyanna.
0: Well, if if there can be a positive to take away from the shitty season, it's the fact that the positivity has been drained from our fan base.
1: Well, I hope all of these people who are tweeting negative things mm-hmm. about Mizzou ask Michael Shearer and Gabe Diarman mm-hmm. for permission to do so. That's true. They are the
0: arbiters of what you can and cannot say (laughs) on social media.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So just, I, you know, I don't know that they did, but I hope that they did. Because they're going to get a stern talking to, a stern tweet.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, there is a positive for losing on the road, which is that the the players will not tweet that the fans need to come out and support them more, Mm -hmm. and that's a big part of their losses. Yep. So there is that. (laughs) Okay, Colin, time for another break. We're going to come back. We're going to do some SEC news, and we're going to give out our weekly awards. So enjoy that. This is the Mazadcast.
1: Hi, I'm Mike. Founder of dollarshaveclub.com. What is dollarshaveclub.com? Well, for a dollar a month, we send high quality razors right to your door. Yeah, a dollar. Are the blades any good? No, our blades are great. So stop forgetting to buy your blades every month and start deciding where you're gonna stack all those dollar bills I'm saving you. We are dollarshaveclub.com and the party is on. Like a hand job with icy hot. The Mazat Cast. Jesus loves football.
0: Well, Colin, it's time to do uh, some around the horn with the SEC, and it's kind of sad that Brian's not here because he usually handles these duties, and uh, he's not here to give us a random update on Western Kentucky's record.
1: <laughs> nope. <laughs> What's Eastern Michigan up to, Brian? Ah, <laughs> no, oh, he's <laughs> not here.
0: Uh, that's unfortunate. But well, before we do this, I think it's time we do fire up your good friend, the old Paul Finebody. You ready for that? Oh, yeah. Nick Saban. Nick Saban. Nick Saban. All right. Thanks for being here, Paul. We always appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Let's get right to it. Uh, some good games this weekend, Colin. I think uh, let's start off with the early game. Texas AM number four was playing at Mississippi State this week, so that's going to be an easy win for Texas A&M, don't you think? Yeah. No. Texas A&M took it on the chin to
1: lowly 4-5 and now Mississippi State. That's just so inexplicable to me. Yeah. Yeah easy for you to say inexplicable to me how a team like texas a&m in the position they're in can shit themselves like this they were seven and one in reasonable position to be in the hunt for the playoff and not anymore no i mean
0: good god i guess I mean, playoffs are a long shot but they were you know, seven and one they were going to be one yeah in the, top and the sec
1: you know yeah in and the so, west yeah so like i said they're probably a long shot ultimately but they're not any shot anymore and they can't win the west cuz Alabama they're in the west Alabama's going to win that so basically these obtainable goals are gone yeah Mississippi State was 1 in 3 in conference they won
0: 35 to 28 they scored <laughs> almost they scored 28 points in the first half Texas A&M came on late scored 14 fourth quarter points but it wasn't enough and uh, yeah that, I mean that screws them all to hell I mean they're going to drop big after this number 4
1: I I think Kevin Suml was a dumb dumb personally, yeah, but yeah,
0: yeah, indeed. All right, next game. This is of consequence to Missouri fans. Uh, Auburn, like we mentioned before, number nine played Vanderbilt and um got all they wanted this was at auburn and yeah auburn pulled out the win 23 to 16 you know vandy not a terrible team if, if you had asked me before i'd say Vandy's better than kentucky and kentucky gave us
1: all we wanted so again i don't have a lot of high hopes next week yeah you know my biggest hope for another win in this season was south carolina and then second to that uh was vanderbilt but boy this this uh result does not give me much confidence to get that elusive third win of the season
0: you're right about that mm-hmm. let's see this is another consequential te- uh, game for the east uh, florida who was in the catbird seat for mm-hmm. uh, winning the east after tennessee lost inexplicably to south carolina last week played arkansas who's had you know some rough games of late arkansas beats florida 31 to
1: 10 not even close just like AM, florida takes what was a golden opportunity and shit's all over it mm-hmm. uh, and this the problem with florida is is they've got this del rio kid the son of jack del rio head coach for the oakland raiders playing yeah. quarterback and he's garbage he is hot hot garbage
0: hot, hot garbage. garbage.
1: and uh, they have got to find a new quarterback if yep. they, i mean they've got a great defense they've got talent all over the field and they have got zero quarterback play that's right now uh they're
0: four and two florida is in conference play and they're Looking at Tennessee, who's four and one, and they, you know, they had that position locked up, and not so much anymore. Tennessee
1: is still the pick to win the SEC. No, Paul, mm-hmm. they really should have got on in on the uh, Matty Mock sweepstakes. Mm-hmm. Florida, <laughs> they really should have. Yeah, so uh, that, that
0: was a shocker. But anyway, let's move along to Ole Miss, who played Georgia Southern. That was It was more of a game than it should have been. Ole Miss won that one 37-27. To get I'd say that
1: says Georgia Southern would beat
0: us. shit, oh, yeah, yeah. 27 Georgia. points, man. Indeed, yeah. So, uh, Ole Miss can't be too satisfied with that win, but it does take them to four and five on the season. They've, uh, looking shitty. Tennessee played a laugher against Texas Tech.
1: Yeah, finally get off Our, that losing skid. I'm sorry,
0: not Texas Tech. Tennessee Tech, yeah. So, uh, they won 55 to zero. <laughs> Put up the old double nickel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that was a nut. I, I
1: was, watching, look at the stat line on this, and, uh, Despite the big win, it didn't look like to me Josh Dobbs had a great game. <laughs> like, well, I was uh, just
0: going to say, I mean, 55 to nothing. obviously the pundits are going to say Josh Dobbs is the best quarterback in the country.
1: Well, and I, I suppose you heard, Brennan, that uh, Jalen Hurd, the uh, running back for Tennessee, uh, quite a good player, has decided to tell Tennessee to go fuck themselves. Fuck yourself. Yes, indeed. Uh, and he is leaving. Though, you know, as much as I hate Tennessee, he's on their bellyache and, well, they promised me this and they promised yeah. me that and blah, blah. Like, Listen, asshole. If you're not going to paddle in the same direction, then fucking go play someplace else. Yeah, I think nobody's really going to miss you too much. Yeah. Oh. Especially since it's the best and now he wants team to switch positions. He wants to play tight end for somebody. It's like what a prima donna. Like I didn't. Things didn't happen the way the coaches told me they were going to. And I don't want to play this position anymore. And I'm going to go play someplace else. I don't know what he th- does. He think
0: he's going to go somewhere else and he's going to light it up. Because I don't know. The, what most he of the thinks. time when these guys do something like that, they never hear from them again. Well, and
1: then his dad or his uncle was was going on the media talking about it and stuff too. It's like he's obviously got this network around him of idiots who blindly support whatever poor decision he's going willing to make. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm glad that it hurts Tennessee. I'm happy about anything that hurts Tennessee. But, uh, yeah, fuck that guy. No. He might be a candidate for douche of the week. Yeah, that's a good point. Keep him in mind. Georgia played
0: Kentucky. Two teams that beat Missouri, although uh, we looked a lot better against Georgia than we did in Kentucky,
1: although Georgia won this one,
0: 27-24. Stupid
1: Kentucky. This is as close the opportunity as they're ever going to have to win in the East mm-hmm. in our lifetime probably. Yep, and yep, yep. they couldn't beat the Georgia, a Georgia team that is just absolutely lost right now. Yep. So, fuck Kentucky, you stupid assholes. You just... <laughs> Come on, man. This is your only shot. Mm. But uh, anyway, who's going to win the fucking East now, by the way? Well, that's what I'm saying. I think Tennessee is the best, has the best shot at it, because Florida gotta... wins the East because of these other teams crapping to themselves after having a terrible season, and if it in any way saves Butcher Jones' job. I and mean, that's just crazy.
0: Yeah. No, but I think it could easily happen because their schedule is a lot easier than Florida's is going the rest of the way. And of course, Missouri played South Carolina, and we went through that one way too in depth, and they, uh, Missouri's now two and seven, 0 oh, and five in conference. The night game tonight, the big game in the uh, SEC, was number one Alabama going up against thirteen LSU, and uh, LSU found new life with this, uh, interim coach Ed Ogeron after the firing of Les Miles. So A lot of people were interested in this one. classic SEC matchup, where low scoring, a lot of ground and pound
1: football. LSU did not score a point. Yeah, in this it game. was a, this was a snoozer. Yeah, it was ten to nothing. It was a defensive battle, pitchers duel. Yeah, Ed Ogeron, by the way, is uh, obviously goes to the same tanning salon as uh, Donald Trump. He's, uh, Ed, o- he's a tan son of a bitch. Yes, he is. He's, he's brown as a
0: cocoa bean. The other thing about Ed Ogeron is, I feel like his his hat size is the same <laughs> as his neck size.
1: <laughs> yeah, sure. He's like a weeble wobble. Yeah, he has no neck. Yeah, he's an interesting cat. But yeah. Coach Saban and the uh, Crimson Tide pull it out, which will make Paul all too happy. Yeah,
0: Nick Saban. Nick Saban. So yeah, Alabama scored ten points, which proved to be enough, and uh, they pulled a, a tough win. And they're now nine and 6 and zero in conference, and it just looks like they can't be stopped. Yep. So moving on to next week's games, that same LSU team who lost to Alabama will face Arkansas. Arkansas, I think, is one of the more schizophrenic teams in the conference because they look good, they look bad, they look good, they look bad. Personally, I think the LSU is going to be pissed off after losing to Alabama, and they're going to. I don't have really
1: any any hope or belief that Arkansas can do this back to back. I feel like LSU is going to pound them to death. Mm -hmm. I agree with
0: that. I'd be happy to pick LSU. Paul, who do you think can win that game? LSU. Good call. South Carolina, after their big win against Missouri, will take on Florida. And um,
1: after what I saw against South Carolina, I think Florida should have no problem with this game. It's at Florida. Well, I would say that, but that Del Rio kid looks awful. He didn't play well against Missouri either. And if he goes and throws up, you know, forty-five interceptions of this game. God only knows. And hell, South Carolina beat Tennessee. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it, oh, it's feasible. this is a much more pick'em game than I would I would have told you it was going to be two or three weeks ago. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if South Carolina won, but I'm
0: certainly going to pick Florida.
1: Yeah, For- as my, myself as well. Florida. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, and they have to win. Frankly, if they have any chance of winning the East over Tennessee, mm-hmm. uh, Auburn after uh, barely squeaking one out against Vanderbilt will take on Georgia at Georgia. So this could be interesting although I got a feeling that Auburn's going to run all over the Bulldogs. Yeah,
1: I think Auburn, you know, had some bumps earlier on in the season, but they seem to be finding themselves a mm-hmm. little bit here. The offense is certainly doing better now than it was at the beginning of the season. So and Georgia's a hot mess. I can't believe Kentucky lost, but anyway. Yeah, so
0: Paul, what is your pick on this one? Auburn all right, moving on down the board, Kentucky will face Tennessee. Now, this is a game I would love to see. I will be a huge Wildcats fan for this matchup.
1: Yeah, but I tell you what, Kentucky had their shot, and mm-hmm. I feel like since they lost to Georgia, that shot is gone, and they'll probably now become Kentucky again and fall apart like a $2 pocket watch in a hammer mill. I think That's, that's my guess. I
0: think that's the best pick, but at the same time, um, I my heart is rooting against Tennessee all oh, season long. Oh, for longer. sure, for sure. And Tennessee has shown, I mean, like I said, I think they've shown they can lose to anybody. Yeah. I think Kentucky is a better team than South Carolina. Yeah. I think South Carolina beat Tennessee. Now it is in Knoxville, so that is a big factor. It is hard to play in Knoxville, but yeah, I'd have to pick Tennessee for that one too. I and I think I it no, goes without any doubt what Paul's going to pick. Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as we thought. Okay, old Miss is now taking on Texas A&M at College Station. Number four for the moment, Texas A&M is 7-2 uh, on the season. Ole Miss is at 4-5. and five. Uh, I think Texas A&M is going to take out some revenge on Ole Miss.
1: I don't know. I, the one thing about Texas A&M in the previous three or four years is they start out hot, and then they kind of, at the end of the season. And this, I think, losing to Mississippi State may be the beginning of the the very predictable, based on previous season's collapse of texas a&m i wouldn't be surprised if they lose two or three more games and just fall apart because that's kind of what they've been doing yeah it's possible
0: but i think at home after
1: a big loss i, th- I think this is a fairly talented i team. don't know though because old miss scores a lot of points you know i i could see a&m like i said shit in the bed well we will find out on god Goddamn right paul who are you gonna pick in this one texas a&m
0: mm-hmm. yep. okay well he picks the home team Oh, the, you know, I'll say this: these all these games are all Friday matchups. This coming up, we,
1: weird. Mm-hmm.
0: And so Saturday, Alabama will take on Mississippi State, the now victorious four and five Mississippi State Bulldogs will take on Alabama, and I have seen no world where they can win this game against no, Alabama. No, it will
1: be a bloodletting.
0: Mm-hmm. This is almost like a gimme for Alabama. After the
1: who do you think will win this game, Paul? Alabama, 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 Alabama.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's pretty excited about it, sounds like.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Nick Saban. Yep. So the other Saturday game is at 2.30 in the afternoon. It'll be the
1: Vanderbilt Commodores against Missouri Tigers at Columbia, Missouri. Thoughts on this one, Colin? Well, if there's any hope to win, I guess, you know, it is at home. Listen, I, I saw good things tonight, you know. If, I don't if, agree. <laughs> if uh, Missouri builds on the, the good things they did, I mean, the one— thing i have for hope is like we've went away from this stupid defensive scheme i saw more pressure i don't expect vanderbilt to be able to throw up these 50 50 balls the way south Mm -hmm. carolina did tonight and come up with every single one yeah you know i think that what this might really turn into is a kind of an ugly defensive battle because i don't think vanderbilt's offense is that great they've got a pretty Mm -hmm. good running back but i think missouri you know going back to the old defensive scheme will play better Right. I think Vanderbilt's defense is good. Our offense is poor, and this is going to be one of those games where somebody's going to win thirteen to ten. Hopefully, it's Missouri. But uh, then again, you know they may house us like Kentucky did. I'm gonna. I'll pick Missouri. I'll say Missouri seventeen to fourteen. I don't agree. No, I don't blame you, Paul. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't agree with me. Yeah, I just said it. <laughs>
0: yeah, you. I mean, you make some valid points. I mean, we mentioned that Vanderbilt played well against Auburn, but. Vanderbilt did only put up sixteen points. And the, the defense, if the secondary can prevent those good pass plays like they did, didn't didn't do against South Carolina, maybe the defense can hold up a little bit. Maybe they can keep a few points off the board if we can kick the field goals between the fucking uprights. <laughs> no and, you know, if
1: if we can play consistently on offense, that's what we really need. Well, I, mean, I think for me the biggest thing will be Will we dial back the offense a little bit on the speed? I really feel like that is hurting us towards the end of games. It's The defense is having trouble finishing off games. Well, they're having trouble all the way around, but finishing off games because I feel like they're fucking gassed. And I just want to believe that Barry Odom and Josh Heupel will watch these, this game tape this week and say, you know what, we need to give the defense a better opportunity and slow things down a little bit, at least under certain circumstances. I don't see any indication that they're ever going to consider doing that. I mean, my hope is that I – mean, Well, they the, changed the defense. Yeah. I mean, they, well, I change? mean,
0: they did, but, I mean, I, I don't know. I, the, the one thing I'll say about Missouri is the running game has been improving. The one thing all season long that is getting slowly better is our running mm-hmm. game. Agreed. We had no running game early in the season, and we relied on the pass – but in the past is looking a little sketchy but but we are running the ball well and if we continue to run the ball well hopefully it'll open up some stuff that you know maybe the Kendall Blantons of the world if find a few catches and maybe some of these young receivers
1: well I think something that didn't happen at night, but there was certainly an opportunity to happen with the pressure that Missouri wasn't getting in the backfield is that a turnover an interception a fumble we certainly didn't get any of those night we haven't been getting them all season mm-hmm. but you know that's something that I think Missouri, as Missouri fans, we almost forget it can happen. Like yeah. they might give us the ball, they that's might right. turn it over, and certainly that would help. So, well, yeah, a little bit
0: more mistake-free football would make a big difference ugh. in this one too. Because I think you know this one is the mistakes kill us. We, without mistakes, we win this game. Obviously, that's the same thing against Georgia. So, I mean, those are two wins. Mm-hmm. We're Slipped just our fingertips, undisciplined young football took two wins off the board and Vanderbilt is one and four in conference they're not setting the world on fire I mean I think we're going this is our chance games, for a third win this is it guys this is the this one this is fucking it this you know we have gotten into a point where we don't look at any game as a as a an easy win mm-hmm. or a potential win even so I mean I think if you're going to be optimistic this is the one you're going to have to do that with and so I guess in that being the case I'm going to have to pick Missouri just because I don't have any other opportunities for the rest of the season where I can paul i don't want to even ask you this you pretty much indicated what you feel but who do you think will win this game vanderbilt mm-hmm. yep. so there you have it there you go all right paul thank you for uh, your contribution so we're gonna put you away for now adios <laughs> all right paul all right this has been around the horn with the sec okay colin am give out some awards you ready for that yeah, yeah. Okay, the biggest, uh, or not the biggest, but the first one we're going to give out is the uh, TJ Moe Douche of the Week Award. Douche of the Week.
1: Douche of the Week. week.
0: Yeah. so this one is dedicated to TJ Moe, who was a great receiver, turned to douche. And he's inspired us to pick a douche every week, and I think we have a few candidates this week. One of them, I will say, is Cincinnati head coach Tommy Tuberville uh, lost a game to BYU and was clearly pretty upset about it because as he was being heckled off the field, he decided it would be a good idea to respond to the fans and said, he yelled, "Get a job, mm-hmm. get a job, go to hell." Yep. Yeah. And so ah, it's just a bad look. Yeah, for I head didn't coach. see that
1: worldwide text. Thank you for contributing that. Mm-hmm. Sent that to yeah. us, so that's a a worthy candidate. Another
0: candidate sent to us from. Our good friend Tom Theichel on Twitter, who said that Baylor fans were wearing black in support of Art Briles at the recent Baylor game. Jesus. Uh, Art Briles, obviously the disgraced coach who was fired after mishandling sexual assault violations at the university, which was humiliating to the program and the school. And uh, much like the guys at Penn State who were supporting not just Joe Paterno, but Jerry Sandusky at a recent Penn State game, now Art Briles is being supported by the fan base who who is clearly thick-headed and tin-eared about terrible, terrible issues that obviously trump <laughs> football in their minds. So I think that is a clearly a douche move. I have another candidate I'd like to bring up, Colin. Tell me how you think about this one. South Carolina fans. South Carolina fans were repeatedly throwing crap on the field at our players. The most notable one, and probably the highlight of the game, is when somebody chucked a water bottle at Drew Locke after a Missouri score. Drew Locke picked up the water bottle. Took a chug out of it.
1: Yeah, I thought this was particularly risky just because I assumed the bottle was full of vodka. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, they mentioned that on the at the
0: game. Yeah. I mean, it's a very clear shot that there was. Although I I don't think a shot of vodka would have hurt Drew at any point during the game. No, I listen. I'm going to go with fucking Baylor and Art Briles. Mm-hmm. I mean, really. Let's go back to the water bottle. It could have been full of goat jizz from the South Carolina fans.
1: I guess it might be full of goat jizz, mm-hmm. but vodka it's, and goat jizz—it's cool.
0: a popular. But drink I don't want to say Valley. that
1: I know much about goat jizz. Mm-hmm. But it's not nearly that clear or mm-hmm. or, or fluid. I mean, it's more—it's—it's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's more like a pearl color uh-huh. and more viscous. Yeah, is that right? So, you know. tell me
0: more about goat jizz, Colin. Go on. <laughs> no, but I'm just a yellowish hue.
1: I'm just shocked that well I was reading when you were dripping I, from the bottle like tapioca <laughs> I was so shocked that people would like support Art Bryles and wear black and all that that it said here that the football team has denied reports that they wore their black uniforms mm-hmm. in support of Art Bryles it's not yeah. just the fans it's the players it's like why black? Is it just because the sport is black? Soul, I <laughs> said. Maybe that's what it, it is. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what it is. I'm going to go with Art Bryles and, and Baylor.
0: I think that's a pretty good call. I mean, we called out. I think Penn State fans were our douche of the week a few weeks back, and I think uh, Baylor fans. I think you are our douche of the week for week ten. Douche of the, of the week. week. Okay, moving forward, let's talk about the Kirk Farmer's hair player of the game.
1: Kurt Farmer's hair. My God, it's beautiful, flowing blonde locks. Such like woven that, silk. Oh, such that you've never seen. Mm. The mm. curls immaculate. Like amber waves of grain. Mm. Except they're not amber, Brennan. They're golden. Mm. Mm. Anyway, so we name this award for the player who most exemplified on the field today. Excellence. The, the excellence that is Kurt Farmer's hair.
0: Now it's time for Kurt Farmer's hair, player of the game. I never get tired of talking about Kurt Farmer's hair, mm-hmm. Brennan. It is beautiful. Mm-hmm. This could be a tough one. This could be a tough one. Uh, there was good things to be seen. And certainly not from our kicking game. Tucker McCann's struggling, and that is troublesome. But let's not go down that road.
1: No. Who Who would you say was candidate? Colkin had a good game. Blanton had a good game, Um despite the fact that he had a fumble. Uh, Crockett Mason had a good had a game. game. Crockett had a good game. Ishwitter had a good game. But I'm going to go with... The linebacker whose name I can't pronounce—Bezel, mm. Beisel, Basil—incorrect. Um, Oregano, in- incorrect. Beisel, Beisel. Mm-hmm. So hey, I had it. I think I had it right. Eric Beisel. Eric Beisel. One of those. He he had a couple of tackles for loss. He was all over the field. He looked good. I I was impressed. Who looked good? Beisel. Bang! Yeah, nailed it. Nailed it. it. You want
0: to do that? A, a, you want to do a linebacker in a game we lost thirty-one points? <laughs> well, maybe I.
1: I don't know. I don't know. I, I, you know, I, you, you I, give me your candidates. Well, so you probably have a better one than Beisel.
0: I think I mentioned the guys that were on top of my mind, but I, I'll, I'll support your cause in this front. The reason he was in that game basically his third stringer mm-hmm. because we lost Garrett to the to the targeting.
1: Was cool. but he didn't replace Garrett, did he? He was in the he start he started started the game, I think, alongside Garrett. Oh, did he? So I, I
0: was I was on the road for the beginning part of that game. Uh, I was listening on the radio, so. Maybe you could be right, but the fact is the linebacking core has been jacked all around after mm-hmm. the loss of Shearer. So uh, yeah, I mean, how old is? he? I mean, that guy's young too. He's like a freshman. Yeah. Man. So yeah, I'll go, I'll go ahead and give it to Beisel. He's, he can wear the golden crown this week. Good. I,
1: I'm. It's nice to give it to a defensive player. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's certainly been rare this year. I mean, not to be not to be outdone. I mean, Corey Fatoni could get it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had a 53 yard punt, a 49 yard punt. I mean, he did what Corey Fatoni does.
0: Yeah, man, just, just keeps on doing it. All right, let's do it. Basil, Boozle, Italian Basil, basil. you yeah. are the Kirk Farmer's Hair player of the game.
1: You know, Brendan, one thing I wanted to talk about before we got out of oh, here. No, we're is- out of time. Sorry. No, no. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next week. No, uh, uh, Curtis Gregory. Yes. Is, is now one of the voices of the. Um, Sideline guy, side, right? yeah, well, No, he's like the, oh, the post-game, post-game, pregame, Halftime analysis guy. He's the hot chick they have on the sideline? Yeah, yeah, he's something like that. And he is... For the radio. Yeah, for the radio broadcast. And I, if you listened to last week's show, I was shocked. I didn't know he was part of it. Mm-hmm. But at, immediately after this game, I left my house to come here to record the podcast. For so I... yeah obviously 100 feet below four a but so i got to listen to the post game show and he was very negative mm-hmm. about the team you know like no don't get me wrong i appreciate it a, like a he's like his kicking game is you know and he was he was not wholly positive so i mean he wa- i shouldn't say he was like super negative but he was just not wholly positive which is what you're so accustomed to out of these broadcasts yeah he, he threw a little of that in there and so i was just did you, have you heard him at all?
0: Uh, no, I haven't heard him at all. I don't listen to the radio much at all. I listen, like I said, I didn't listen a little this early. And his his Twitter mid-game.
1: account, which doesn't have a lot of followers, and is is mostly political <laughs> posts. I mean, he's a he's a big big uh, political guy, but he did he, he even tweeted out something about the kicking game in a negative mm-hmm. light. You know, like I said, and I don't begrudge it. It mm-hmm. just uh, for again is shocking to see somebody who's attached to the to the program and their broadcast to be so outwardly. Well, let's be honest about the team.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, he, I did hear at one point that he blamed most of the team's poor performance on something to do with Hillary's emails. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> you've obviously been following his Twitter timeline, but yeah. I wonder honestly, do you think how long do you think he'll have at this job? I feel like the 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 these guys that are this way sometimes get shown the door pretty fast.
0: Yeah. And he also was gotten a little public spat with TJ Moe and mm-hmm. obviously TJ Moe's persona non grata after. Yeah. His little spats on Twitter. I
1: will say this about Curtis Gregory based on his Twitter and just the way he talks about it, stuff about the game. I don't think he'd be a fan of our podcast. (laughs)
0: What leads you to that I, He
1: just uh, he seems like a pretty serious guy about football. Uh, yeah. And I mean, many other I things. Think we've tried to interact with him on Twitter a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he was and, friendly with us, more yeah, or less. Well, but, but, but yeah, I don't think he's not the guy that takes a joke. No, no. Like I said, he takes things pretty serious. Mm-hmm. So well, like, there's a place for him in the Tiger Media for that. <laughs> so he fits right in. Yeah. He could become one of the Press Box Super Friends, maybe. Meanwhile, back with the Press Box Super Friends. Though I will say this, if Curtis Gregory wants to join the press box super friends, I hope he's getting again Gabe Diarmas permission to speak negatively correctly. about the team before and after and on Twitter. Uh, you know, I mean, it's, I think it's required. I think it's. I mean, he is the ultimate say so when it comes to what you are and are not allowed to say about this football team. I think we all know that. I mean, that's why we're. You know, like I said, I don't think Gabe likes us much, and I think that's a big reason why is we have, as of yet, not asked to kiss the ring or p- ask permission to speak, you know, so candidly about this team, you know, on this podcast. We didn't ask his permission to even do this podcast. No, and that's, that's on us, Brendan. That is on us. That's on us. And we apologize. We,
0: we apologize. We'd like to be just the Wonder Kids. Yeah, yeah. Is that what their name was?
1: <laughs> yeah, the Wonder Kids. Yeah, we'd have the dog. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Okay,
0: as long as you got a cape. Maybe it could be the somewhere. Wonder Twins. Wonder Twins. There that's you what go. they were. Yeah, I knew I was on the right track. Yeah, Chris Gregory, you're Aquaman. Yeah,
1: form <laughs> of mustache. I don't know how mustache would help, but the Wonder Twins became. Smart. Oh, that's what they did. They yeah. changed into things. Yeah. yeah. No, Chris and Gregory. for those of any of those listeners out there who are under the age of 75 when that show was <laughs> Yeah, up. you may not know a thing about what we're talking about right now. Curtis Gregory, I do think he'd
0: be awkward, man, because he's, he's got a lot of skills, but skills that are in no way helpful. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you, can get, you can get dolphins to swim in the right direction, yep. but it really doesn't help a bank robbery. But anyway, I just I wanted to bring that up because I was just like... Like I said, he didn't say anything super controversial, but it was just jarring to hear someone talk, like I said, so so candidly and honestly about this football program. Well, to some degree, they're on the payroll of the program. Yeah. Right? And so usually they're, you know, they just... Like, it, for those that have been listening to this show for a while, know that I'm a huge Chiefs fan as well. So I uh, and would know that the voice of the Chiefs is Mitch Holtis. And if mm-hmm. you've ever heard Mitch Holtis be interviewed at any time about the Kansas City Chiefs, Everything is always wonderful, sunshine even in the, the Peoli years when it was just a goddamn dumpster fire. I mean, for him, it was just all sunshine and lollipops, mm-hmm. gumdrop house on Lollipop Lane. It was awesome, you know. And it just—that's what I expect from these broadcasts. So it was just, like I said, it was a bit jarring.
0: Yeah, well, that's what happens when you're two and seven, I suppose. All right, let's see if there's any other business we need to wrap up before we send this sucker. We don't up have, to have the a Brian. In our, do
1: we do tweet of the week? No, Brian I mean, usually picks that out he does That's He also gives us good usually
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he also gives us terrible stats we can chew on that have no uh, meaning to anything no i think we're about ready to send this up to the interweb yeah in the outer space all right let's uh, do our little quick appeal if you'll bear with us at mzodcast twitter mzodcast at gmail.com on the old email box and go to our website Mizadcast.com, send us a survey Love getting those results, especially when you cuss yeah. us out.
1: Send us an email, too. We enjoy the emails. We can always get several. Most of them are... Just um, kissing our ass. Yeah, sunshine blather. But yeah, if, well, a lot if of our you, fans are illiterate. Yeah, if you write a good one, we'll, we'll put it on here. And uh, uh, five-star reviews on iTunes, obviously. Oh, yeah, those five-star reviews. You We've lazy dicks. At, <laughs> We've been stuck at 19,
0: I think. we Jeez. got 19 reviews, which they're all five stars, so credit to all of you, 19 of you. Oh, I guess 17 and our mother. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, do that because we... We've, our
1: mom doesn't listen to
0: this. And that's true. Don't, nor does she know how
1: iTunes works
0: or a smartphone for that reason. <laughs> or the remote control on her fucking television. <laughs> yeah. So, good point. So we need all of you to get on the iTunes. Yeah, our we, mom's not going to do it. I'll be honest with you guys. Here's where we're sitting on the podcast charts. We have been, since our inception... Two and a half years ago, the number one Mizzou podcast. Mm-hmm. If you search Mizzou, you will find podcast. We are number one. Now, when we started, yeah. there were hardly any other Mizzou podcasts. I don't know that there were any out there, but now there's like a half a dozen, mm-hmm. and we have
1: started something. It's all because of us. Well,
0: I think that we, you know, we are trendsetters, and it's obvious. But uh, we look at these other competitors, and we want them to die and bleed out. <laughs> you know, we I want. want to, okay. Yeah. So, but we want to stay number one, and in order to do that, obviously we need your downloads. But we the reviews on iTunes help. Keep you in the search box. And what we won't really want to do is not just be the number one Mizzou podcast, but we'd like to be competitive for one of the top college football SEC
1: podcasts, and that's pretty tough when you're backed you know by ESPN. Let's not box ourselves in. Okay. Let's be the top podcast in the world. In the world. You know, I mean, there's no reason people in Los Angeles who have never watched a Mizzou football game couldn't enjoy this podcast. I agree wholeheartedly. We I think get you're picked selling, up selling H- a short. We could get picked up by HBO, as a matter of mm-hmm. fact. I'm just waiting for the call from, like, you know, uh, Deadspin or, mm-hmm. I don't know, Bleach Report. Yeah, somebody's going to pick us up and say, hey, we want a Missouri podcast that mm-hmm. is low, low quality to be on our network. <laughs> it comes out
0: semi-weekly. Yeah. Yeah, I, and you know what? We're Take your calls. So uh, give us a holler because we are we we'll go to, to Bill the Simmons? Highest, we'll go to the highest bidder. Yeah. We have no soul. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's why we need your review because we're in a goods position, but we want to, you know, we want to cash out of this motherfucker, basically. Yeah. And her wife demand it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, anyway... Frankly. And we've, we've shilled long enough. Mm-hmm. With that, I think we're going, to, we're going to sign off. We're going to root on the Tigers to what could possibly be a. well Brennan. I mean,
1: the show's gone a little
0: long tonight. Do you want to talk about politics
1: and just really go for the go No, yeah. We could, I, could, I could be like, get out there and vote, everybody. It's really important you fucking vote <laughs> on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, this, that's...
0: Uh, I think we've got right. enough fucking pop stars telling you to vote. You don't need us to do it. Mm-hmm. But,
1: if, yeah, if Jay-Z's not going to get you to vote, then me and Brennan aren't
0: going to yeah, help. I, and I'm going to be honest. I'm going to go outside of the herd there. I don't think you need to vote. If if you are informed and you have an opinion, please, by all means, go
1: vote. But if you don't, fucking stay home. We don't need a stupid vote. Let's put it this way. If all of your political information comes from your Facebook timeline, mm-hmm. you probably shouldn't vote. No. It, and you if, might as well get your fucking political information from a goddamn Ouija board. That's right. And it, but if you do
0: feel like voting, it, just remember it's on Wednesday the 8th. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay, well... We're going to win on Saturday. God damn it, we're going to fucking beat Vanderbilt. Sure we are. It's going to happen. Yep. M-I-Z. Z-O-U.
1: Fuck some bitches? Yeah, you know Barry.